I do my hair toss, check my nails, 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 I'm Joe Stracci, and I better start writing this down. Episode 29, The Smoke from the Fires Out West Has Reached Us, Part 1. March 18th, 2020. I create a document called Covigilations. You're now an elementary school teacher. I make a schedule to run our days by because I am in control of precisely nothing else. The schedule is divided neatly into time, activity, and description. The time will happen that way, whether we want it to or not. The activity is 70% realistic and 30% aspirational. And the description are pithy additions by me to undermine my own authority in front of everyone else, lest I forget that we are adrift at sea and, as I mentioned, in control of nothing. 6 a.m. Wake up. Too soon. 6.30 a.m. Breakfast. Limit saying, what would you like? As much as possible. 7 a.m. Free play and or team meeting. Circle up. 7.30 a.m. Dress, showers, hair, teeth, straighten up. I do my hair toss, check my nails. 8 a.m. Yoga. Namaste, motherfuckers. 8.30 a.m. Outside time. Walking, exploring. No dirty feet. 9 a.m. Miscellaneous. Garage, playroom, dancing. This is the bad time. 9.30 a.m. Quiet time and or snack time. Reading. Nerd emoji. 10 a.m. Academic time. No electronics. Worksheets and or activity books. 10.30 a.m. Creative time. Lego, blocks, magnet tiles, Play-Doh, drawing, crafting, music, cooking, or baking. 11.30 a.m. Clean up the morning and or go noodle. Where the future, where the future. 12 p.m. Lunch. Kids assessed as behaved. 12.30 p.m. Nap time and or independent time. Older kids downstairs. 1.30 p.m. Nap time and or board game time. Breathe down. 2 p.m. Nap time and or worksheets and activity book time. Is the playroom clean? 2.30 p.m. Outside time. Equipment. Release the hounds. 3.30 p.m. Miscellaneous. Garage, playroom, dancing. The witching hour. 4 p.m. Academic time. Electronics. Zern, eSpark, GoNoodle, Storyline Online. 5 p.m. 
Dinner. No dinner drama. 5.30 p.m. Dinner cleanup. Jammies. Bath, if applicable. No pajama drama. 6 p.m. TV time. Snugs. 6.30 p.m. TV time. Treat, if behave. Cuts. 7 p.m. TV time. Rubs. 7.30 p.m. Time for bed. Weekdays. Good night. 8 p.m. Time for bed. Weekends. Good night. 2. I write the first sentence of a short story that I promise myself I'm not going to give up on. When the baby was born, he cried like a... Well, let's just say it wasn't out of the ordinary. 3. I tell my wife about my dream in the morning. We were in a house that I knew was our house, but it looked more like the house that I grew up in. And in the dream, I was telling my wife, Once the water made it over the legs of my mother-in-law's demon rabbits, I gave up. And then all my dream wife said in response was, Water gauge, water gauge, water gauge, water gauge, water gauge, water gauge. One of the bunnies was missing an ear, and I had the ear, but I hated the bunnies, so I didn't fix it. Dream me told my dream wife, I'm convinced that they multiply each season in my basement. 4. This won't be captured on Instagram, and you finally deleted your Facebook, and later, you've got to decide on meals and supplies to last for 10 days or so, and while you just want a data pass where you don't feel like you're planning anything in advance, there's a sourdough starter to be fed upstairs now, and a sourdough loaf to be shaped. You disengage by engaging harder. That can't be how this works. Your wife might even be crying because you unceremoniously dumped the sourdough loaf in the garbage. 5. An old friend emails me, just to check in. I take too long responding though, and so they send another, more urgent email. I finally respond with my sad tale, not unlike anything other privileged white people are navigating. The friend replies, What you've got going for you is the examined life. The ability to name the thoughts, to write them down. They will make you a better writer and a better man. I guess they're right, but I don't know. So far, all the examined life has granted me is the ability to have my day ruined by things that most people don't even know don't even 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 don't don't even don't even don't don't Hi, Bill. My name is Derek, and uh, I'm calling this morning out of concern for the community, not trying to sell anything. Um, with everything that's going on, I hope you and your family are okay today. And I found myself that um, I've been able to draw some comfort from the Bible, and I wanted to just share that with you. A scripture found in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, where God assures us that he wants for us a future and a hope. And if you'd like to find out more information, we have a free website at jw.org. Um, there you'll find lots of in, uh, material that is both encouraging and helpful to know uh, what uh, to look forward to in the future. All right, thanks for listening to this message. You have a good day. Bye-bye. 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 I think a lot about this voicemail. 
It's seven weeks and two days into quarantine, and everyone's wife is sitting on the garage floor, cross-legged, crying, because they feel like their partner thinks they're incapable of feeding three kids a meal. The partners, they may have even said as much. Technically, maybe this isn't true. Maybe it's just my wife, or maybe there are some other people. But still, a voicemail? If there is a God, isn't it generally agreed upon that they work in mysterious ways? Seven, I take the kids to the park. Masks on, but we have the park to ourselves, so I tell them to take the masks off. I spot a woman entering the parking lot about a hundred yards away. She's walking a dog, and once they're closer, I can see that it's a three-legged dog. Oh, what now? I say to no one. I can't take having to explain any more heart-wrenching truths about life to these children right now. Soon, there is a congregation of workers, all wearing their construction costumes, participating on a telephone meeting in their cars in the parking lot. I hear whoever is leading the meeting say through different sets of car speakers, Take it easy out there. There's a plaque set into a stone on the ground. Since it is imperative that you always read the plaque, I do. The town of Fishkill humbly dedicated this wonderful playground equipment, newly installed in summer 2008, to the memory of the Maury children of Fishkill. Manuel, age 13, Adam, age 10, and Ryan, age 6. May many children find much happiness. I turn back and look at my three kids, parked to themselves, all over the equipment, yapping and screeching, scampering up and down, unaware of the disasters raging in the world around them. I imagine them sliding out of the tube of the slide, except each time they exit, they're new ages. Older. What do you call a nightmare during the daytime? When you're awake, you're awake, you're awake, you're awake, you're awake, you're awake. My dreams are sickness of hidden baseball. In the green fields of man, you're a free will. I'm rotating, smiling, and running from third base. And it's hard. Kids keep on playing the drowning game. And they're singing the same goddamn refrain. Eight, the heaviest load to bear as a parent is the accumulation of moments when it becomes apparent, if only for a second, just how unwavering your children's faith in you is. Faith in your ability to do everything and show them the way. They trust me, you think? Nine, your thoughts and your behavior are not the same thing. You can't control the emotions that come to you, but you can control your reaction to them. 10. They run out of coffins in New York City. They take city contractors typically tasked with repairing bathrooms in public schools and have them quietly build coffins in a high school gym in the Bronx. 11. I listen to two different men on a podcast whose thinking processes I trust and admire, and I am shocked to hear them talk about their fears, fears that almost directly mirror my own. It's one of those strange conundrums of depression. People who are more successful than you 
make you feel like, hey, if they can be successful, then so can I. But when your friends try and understand and empathize, it grates. My depression is what makes me, me. 12. Charles Pierce describes the sweat-freed hair dye dripping down the sides of Rudy Giuliani's vampiric face as cascading. And it makes me yearn for a time in which I could just appreciate the turn of phrase for the beauty. But instead, I'm fixated on how people will focus on the humor, not on the actual assault on our democracy. On our democracy. 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 Another friend checked in too. By the time I get around to replying to their message, based on their social media, I'm pretty sure they might have killed themselves. Finally, as in, they've tried before, I stopped talking to them because I no longer knew if I was helping or aiding and abetting. Also, because I was secretly a little jealous. 14. The problem with quiet desperation I've found is that it rears its head equally during chaos and silence. The pounding pistons of everyday life, the metal-on-metal shrieks and grinding gears in the factory of existence makes it impossible to sit with it, and the rare stillness amplifies it to a point that it is almost insufferable. Because of this, I don't experience joy, only relief. 15. What do I remember? I remember taking my daughter to a birthday party three weeks after my mother died. There were teepees set up, and the theme was where the wild things are. Everything I did in those days felt like a major accomplishment. Everyone at the party knew me, and I could feel their desperate attempts to display their sorrow for my situation, radiating off of them in waves. To be honest, I no longer remember my sadness. I remember the fact that I was sad, but it has no definition or taste. But I remember the looks on their faces, beautiful, materially driven white women hovering in front of me, their imagine ifs, me giving my spiel, what Sage Francis once described as the human stories I tell ghosts. I think of their features, in their clucks of disbelief every time my wife tells one of our kids, even years later now, I'll eat you up, I love you so. I'll eat you up, I love you so. I'll eat you up, I love you so. For more information about I Better Start Writing This Down, visit ibetterstart.net. I'll eat you up, I love you so. I Better Start Writing This Down is Rudy Giuliani's vampiric face. 
I'll eat you up. I love you so. If you can find us on social media, but remember Facebook, I better start should be our username. I'll eat you up. I love you so. That's it. Hopefully, you wrote it down. I'll eat you up. I love you so. I'll eat you up. I love you so. I'm sitting up here, wonder what I should do. I don't know what I should do. The light is too light for me. The dark is too dark for me. I'm sitting up here, wonder what I should do. I don't know what I should do. The light is too light for me. The dark is too dark for me.